Well, hello there. How's everybody doing? I'm good. Happy New Year to you. All that stuff. We're in 2021 now. Um, back here on the microphone. Uh, been away for for a little bit. Uh, did that on purpose, actually. I um, decided to. Uh, well, I had a a number of projects going on that I needed to get kind of completed, um, you know, and then end of the year, holidays, things like that with the family. So, uh, yeah, so I just kind of stayed silent a little bit with this, but also, you know, wanted to kind of think a little bit of how I wanted to um, go forward with with this podcast and uh, everything else. So, um, so, yeah, so here I am back, back on the mic. And, um, yeah, I mean, really, I, I'm just going to just jump right into it. Um, you know, I've been thinking recently um, about, like, I've done, I mean, I'm almost, I think this is like episode 49, maybe. You know, so I'm about 50 in, but it's been, um, I'm trying to think, you know, when I started doing this. It may be, um might be more than two, two or three years ago at this point, you know, so, um, definitely want to, um, probably, you know, get a little, not probably, uh, definitely want to get a little bit more consistency, um, with these and, you know, just kind of looking back at, um, what I've done with, uh, with the podcast is, um, uh, there was there was no I don't there was no consistency in terms of the frequency that these were coming out, um, but also there wasn't a consistency in content. You know, uh, it was kind of all over the place in in ways. So I want to try to um, get this um, uh, in a little bit more of a consistent manner in terms of the content. Um, you know, obviously it's Rich the Architect, so I want a little bit, I still want a little bit of, you know, my personal side, you know, the personal side of me, I want to use this, um, to, um, you know, to promote myself, but also I want to, um, provide you listeners, um, with some value. Um, and I, th I think I have provided that to some level, um, uh, but I think it can get better. So, um. One of the things that's interesting, one of the, and probably one of the reasons why today I'm I'm decided to uh, record is um, I'm in a a group with some you know other local uh, professionals, business owners, whatnot, and um, oh hold on for one second, I made a mistake and I have my emails open. I don't need that popping up every few seconds on the computer. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, we, uh, you know, so with, with a group of, uh, professionals and, uh, we have a weekly call, uh, that start, I actually last week was the first one. Um, but, uh, but this week, one of the things we were, we were talking about, uh, we actually had a guest speaker on and, uh, we were talking about like, uh, you know, effective habits, uh, uh habits for effect of effective people. And uh, I'm not really going to go into every every point made there, but uh, one of the things, the first one that, that was talked about was having clarity in your life. You know, so I really 
I've been thinking about that uh, for the past couple hours uh, since that call ended. And, you know, um, it, you know, led me to, to, to recording here and thinking about clarity of what this, this will, um, this podcast will provide. Um, so, uh, you know, so what I was thinking is having a number of, well, I do like the idea of having some, you know, guests on here and there. Um, but really when I think of this as a marketing tool is, and this kind of leads to something else I've seen, some promotions I've seen on, um, uh, an architects group where, um, the, it's just building, basically, uh, building brand awareness and really one, one of the things that I, one key piece I saw from, from some of the, just the promotions really, not even the actual program that was being promoted was, um, how to speak to like my ideal client. So here I'm thinking, well, how do I speak to, to my audience? Like what, what can I do to provide value to the audience? So, um, kind of breaking it down. If I, if I think of, let's, you know, just, just the, um, the, the, the architecture business side of this. And, um, I, I really, the way my business is set up is I have really kind of two, two ways of, I, I get business or two, two, um, two avenues of business. I get the traditional architecture, you know, so somebody's calling for, you know, somebody owns a business and they want to, you know, um, you know, you know, I have a, a restaurant client or a, a brewery client or barbershop or, you know, or a developer who's doing something down at the, at the shore towns here in Jersey or, you know, somebody or a residential client who wants to build an addition on their house for an in-law suite or additional bedroom or living space or, you know, or, or, you know, a brand new home somewhere. Um, you know, what can I, you know, what kind of information can I provide, you know, for that, for the, for that side or, you know, that, that avenue of business. Then the other side is really more, uh, internally in, in the business or not in the business, in the industry where, um, you know, I do, uh, BIM modeling consulting, you know, so I provide that, you know, provide services, to two other architects, interior designers, et cetera. And, you know, so what can I provide information there? There, you know, one of the things on, on this, this podcast I've known, I've realized is like, you know, if I'm talking about things I'm going through in my own business itself, it's pretty easy, you know, that, that can be something that's helpful, um, you know, or something that, um, you know, not necessarily, I don't really dive into the, the nitty gritty of this on the podcast, you know, but I do have a, a mastermind for Revit, which is the software I use, you know, so specific issues and that's more, not one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I have, it's a group of people. I think I have four or five people in the, in the group now, but um, you know, so there's an issue with, Hey, how do you draw a roof? Or let me try to think of uh, a question that came up recently was the one woman in the group, um, she has to, um, she wants to provide, um, an actual piece of uh, furniture that her client has in her drawings and they want to see what it looks like, you know, in a 3d view or something. So she wants to model that. And, you know, there's this, you know, um, she, 
there's certain certain issues with that that software that or her, the version of the software that she has where she can't necessarily create that easily. So the question comes up, well, you know, how you do that or do, do does somebody have something that that she can um, kind of a workaround, you know, so kind of dealing with like specific issues in, in that regard. Um, you know, so so those are things I'm thinking, you know, on that avenue that I could provide in some in some degree, you know, on this. So what I'm what I'm thinking and I'm going to jump into it here is 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 really those two avenues. I'm going to call them outside and in, you know, outsider insider or outside inside um with um you know so in you know provide provide uh some you know some type of idea or information for an outsider. So if you're looking, you know, if you're on this podcast listening for um you know, advice about architecture or architecture projects or construction, you know, provide, provide a segment for that and then have an insider segment as well. So there could be advice for, um, you know, other architect owners or, you know, construction industry professionals, construction technologists, whatever it may be, you know, so, um, so yeah, I wouldn't do that, but then also bring, you know, some people here and there, um, in on that but you know with the personal side i think you know um bringing somebody you know local local professionals you know not necessarily always you know in the construction industry but you know some other pe people from other walks of life too um here here and there to come in so um with that let me take a quick break and then i'm just going to jump i'll jump right into uh the outsider segment for this episode All right. So for this outsider segment, I'll call it, is um, I wanted to talk about the, the permitting and construction process. Because I think when I sit down with a potential new client, one, you know, one of the biggest questions, you know, besides how much is how much, you know, is my are my services going to cost them? is the time it takes for this project not only just like well how long does the you know the drawings take but um also you know how long is the construction going to take and you know on the construction end i have a general sense you know i'm not a contractor so you know but you know, I've gone through plenty of projects to know that, you know, oh, this residential addition is going to take three months or it's going to take six months or no, this is really, you know, a, a year long process on the construction end. But I also add that, you know, that's also a question that a contractor um, is better equipped to to answer. And it kind of lead that discussion usually leads to me also adding that that a, a client should be involved with a contractor earlier rather than later. Um, so let's not, I, I typically recommend getting a contractor involved before I'm even done with the drawings, you know, um, usually um, not, you know, not right away necessarily, but have a contractor, you know, once like, I'm done with design drawings and I, then I got to move into zoning drawings or zoning permit drawings or building permit drawings is get 
a contractor um, involved once those design drawings are done, you know, because they can provide recommendations while the, while the drawings for the permits are still being developed. Um, Cause I don't know everything, you know, I'm not the one building it. So there may be something that they see that I don't necessarily see because that's not my part of the bit, you know, that's not my business. That, that's not part of what I do. Um, you know, I'm not out there, you know, cutting the two buys or the, the beams and putting that framing them up or, you know, Hey, you know, it's really easy for me to put a, a, a pocket door into a project, but I know, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of contractors who have told me that, you know, that's a, a pocket door is one of the, you know, one of, uh, is a big pain in the neck to, uh, to put together. So, um, you know, and if, if you get into more, you know, like more complicated, um, construction assemblies like, um, Nanowall, which is a, um, speaking of doors, um, Nanowall, which is essentially like a sliding, uh, sliding wall, um, and it can be an exterior or an interior wall, uh, has a lot of different, um, um, capabilities and uses. And, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's added structure that you need for, um, for supporting that, um, on the design side, you know, I'm looking at it, you know, those panels, if there's, if a, if a wall is open, those panels need to sit somewhere. So I, I'm factoring that in, but you know, there's other, you know, factors involved, uh, especially if it's an exterior wall that's doing this, you know, okay, what are, what are certain factors involved with making sure that, you know, there's the system itself that will seal it from the exterior when it's shut. Um, but there could be, you know, how the material, how adjacent materials, you know, stucco brick, whatever is, is next to it. However, that's detailed um, or put together. There may be some issues with water infiltration or, or that, um, or, or, you know, just the constructability of it. Uh, that could come into play that uh, a contractor may be a little bit more familiar with than I would, um, or even a, um, um, you know, some of those, that nano wall, you know, like you'd get like, uh, somebody from the, from that company involved, um, as a, as, as a consultant, um, you know, because they, they, you know, they obviously understand their own product better than I would. Um, you know, so those, those are certain things that, um, to, to, uh, get involved um, like I said early, earlier on. Um, but uh, one of the things that usually comes as a big surprise and um, is I'm like, well, it's the time that takes the government essentially to to review the drawings and respond to the drawings. And um, also, you know, I get a, a lot of surprised uh, reactions where I'm like, I can't guarantee that you're going to get a permit um, for this. Um, or, you know, it's going to be smooth sailing or it's going to be exactly this because unfortunately, and I tell, I tell my clients this a lot. I'm like submitting the drawings to your town, the city, or, you know, who, you know, wherever the project is located, you can't shop that around and, you know, you can't, or you can't shop that service around, you know, so, um, you know, if I'm unhappy or the client is unhappy with how a construction office is reviewing the building permit drawings or, or thinks that uh, the comments are ridiculous, I can't go to another government <laughs> and submit the drawings to them and get a, a better, you know, shop around and try to get a better review. 
it's you, you get who you get. And, uh, you know, it's actually <laughs> a family saying one my one nephew, when he was, he was younger, he had, he had said it and I'm sure maybe he got it from somewhere else, but it's like, you, you get what you get. You don't get upset type thing. Um, but you know, of course here, you know, depending on, uh, the situation, uh, you know, clients do get upset. Heck I even get upset sometimes. Like I'm like, really, we're, we're asking for, you know, this is, you know, kind of crazy. I mean, I, I probably have told the story before in a previous episode sometimes, but you know, one that comes to mind is, uh, I was working in Philadelphia and I had a zoning officer who reviewed the drawings and said, we needed to get a prerequisite approval from the town, from the city's, uh, planning, um, planning office. And that required uh, a different set of drawings prepared by a civil engineer um, related to, there was like a four or six spa parking spaces in the back of this building. And, and essentially they were just off of a dry, off of a uh, alley, you know, and six cars could pull in. There was, there was a commercial on the first floor with uh, residential apartments upstairs, you know, so they were four, um, uh, you know, one each for the two commercial spaces and then four for the apartments. Um, but they were, you know, the comments were related to like, is if I had a 60 car parking lot, which needed to have landscaping around the edges and all this different stuff. And I'm like, well, it's just, you turn off of the alley and it's right there. You know, it's not, it's not a parking lot. It's, it's, you know, six parking spaces behind a building. Um, you know, there's no turning, you know, besides just turning into the, the spaces themselves off of the street. It's, you know, it's like if you had uh, a, a driveway or, you know, a, you know, into a, a parking garage, you know, a personal parking garage space. Um, heck, I, I did a, uh, you know, six, um, six parking garage space, you know, uh, somewhere else in town. What it actually was like in the set in center city, Philadelphia, which was a much tighter, tighter spot. And we didn't have to do any of this stuff. Um, but they were like, no, no, you have to do this. So my client, you know, hired a civil engineer to, to do the work that was being requested. It was, you know, a couple thousand dollars, whatever it was for that service. And ends up that we take the drawings, the civil engineer, we go to the planning office, submit the drawings and the planning office, you know, the person at the planning office is flipping through the drawings and is kind of scratching, scratching her head and is just like, why are you here? You know, we're like, well, the zoning reviewer said that we needed to be here. And, um, you know, long story, you know, short is, you know, I end up, she gets on the phone with the the, the zoning uh, uh, plan examiner and then hands me the phone. And basically the plan examiner is like, I'm, I have, I apologize. Um, I confused your project with another address. So it was like, it wasn't required on our project, but we went through this whole process that she was telling us to do that we actually didn't need to do but uh luckily you know the you know i was even conversations with my client i just was like i don't i think this is like i told him told him i was just like i think this is excessive but you know i can't that's what they're telling us we have to do in order to get the approval so we're kind of you know stuck, you know, and, you know, I probably did ask the question to the the plan reviewer multiple times before we were at the planning department um, or the planning office. And yeah, 
it was that that plan reviewer was insisting that we had to do it, you know, so we do it. And then, you know, obviously then at the end of the day, we didn't need to do it. Um, and you know, luck, luckily the client was kind of like, was, you know, it was upset that they, they spent money that they didn't have to spend, but you know, didn't blame it on me. Um, and you know, paid me or, you know, paid the, paid the civil engineer, uh, for their services, but, it was a, you know, you know, it was, it was an unneeded thing, you know, and I've been in, I've been in the, not that specific situation, but, you know, other situations where it was like, you know, it was something was asked. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, it wasn't needed or it didn't need to be to that certain level. But then, you know, I've had other clients that were on the other end who were just like, you know, really, really upset. And, you know, I had to kind of, <laughs> deal with that. So, um, you know, so there's the, un there's always the unknown when it comes to, to, to permit reviews that there's an unknown of who's doing the reviewing. You know, um, I could think of, uh, you know, uh, another situation with a town where we're doing a in-law suite. Uh, and this just happened in the past year where the town did not have rules specific to an in-law suite. Some towns do. Uh, this town did not, and basically their attitude was, well, then it's it's the review is up to the discretion of the plan reviewer. So in this case, um, even though we fit rules in terms of how big an addition can be, uh, how tall it can be, we, we fit all of those rules, all the setbacks, um, this plan reviewer thought that the in-law suite, in, in their opinion, was too big. Um, this in-law suite was built with, um, had two bedrooms in it. And the reason was, was both the mother and father-in-law, um, are, are, are alive and, and going to be in this, in this. And they wanted to have two bedrooms because, um, you know, sleeping situations, uh, you know, the husband snores at night. So, so, you know, the wife goes into the other bedroom or something like that, you know, um, that's what they wanted, but, you know, but then, the plan re plan review comes through and they're like, no, we can't, you can't have two bedrooms. You can only have one, you know? So we, then we had to adjust the, uh, the, de the design, um, for, for what that plan review wanted. And we've, I've, I've had plan reviews that are just, they're fine. You know, I've had plan reviews where I've gotten, I've gotten the approval with zero comments. Um, but that is very, that has been in my 12 years being out on my own. That is, super unique. There's at least, I'm going to say there's probably usually at least four comments. And I think sometimes those comments end up just being, um, there to, um, for that plan reviewer to, you know, kind of not solidify in, uh, confirm their hours in a way, you know, um, the, what I'm, the word I'm looking for is escaping me, but, but yeah, but basically it's just, it's like evidence that they did their work, you know, um, so that, and, and then, you know, when it comes to some of these situations where there's, I'm just, you know, excessive reviews, there can be multiple rounds of that. So when I start a project, I tell clients that each review, you know, zoning review, building permit by law is typically three weeks long. So you submit the drawings and it's, you know, by law that, you know, they, they can take up to three weeks to do, to, to review drawings. And it's not, you know, 
it's not that they're sitting there and they got nothing to do and they wait three weeks. You know, they have other projects that they're reviewing. You know, basically, I just think of it, you know, they have a to-do list or a to-do pile of, of different projects that they have to review. And it's just when you submit it, it just goes to the bottom, you know. Um, there And there's certain, like the city of Philadelphia has uh, the accelerator review process. Was ba Basically, all that is is they put it in a different pile and that becomes um, uh, it's overtime hours for those plan reviewers. So um, it does get reviewed in a in you know in an accelerated fashion. I have found those reviews actually to be worse. Those those reviews always have a ton of comments uh, because that, those are overtime hours for those plan reviewers. So to um, to confirm, man, I, I'm, this is really killing me that I can't remember what what word I'm looking for. And it's, 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 Oh, not to confirm, but whatever. I'm going to use confirm because I can't remember what the stinking word is, but to confirm, you know, their, uh, their, um, what they're, you know, what they're doing, you know, uh, is a, you know, they'll put a, a lot of comments on there, you know, cause again, it's overtime hours. It's, it's time and a half, you know, you know, that's more money they're making, you know, so they got to do more work. Um, you know, I guess in a way. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, it takes up to three weeks, but then if there's a bunch of comments and so, and then I have to, or, you know, submit or provide additional information because sometimes comments are, yeah, I missed something or oh, here's a great example of, of a recent review with a town is you have to provide, this was a residential edition um, and res check is a essential, it's a federal government um, software that's provided. Um, basically you, you have to, it's for, uh, energy compliant, energy compliance. So the software is really nice. You put in different things like the, the, you know, the size of the walls, the windows in it, and you put insulation values, uh, for all the different components. Um, you know, different things related to the floor, the roof, et cetera, you put all that in there and you, you and then, um, it actually kind of calculates everything. The software then tells you if it passes code or not. Um, and it's pretty, pretty simple. And it's, it's, you know, it's a, a, you know, kind of universally recognized, um, you know, because it's a federal of, you know, it's coming from the federal government. So I think it's from HUD, but, um, they, uh, that's provided, you know, or, or recognized, you know, between from towns to town, the city, et cetera. Um, and they have a commercial version of it as well called ComCheck, but, um, but you provide that and there's a certificate comes and I, you know, as the architect, I sign it and everything. And that's, and it's universally recognized for the most part. So as long as you have the res check thing and it says that it passes, um, they're like, okay, it, you know, provide, you know, energy compliance and the numbers you get, you can actually double check through the drawings, you know? So, cause like I say the size of a, basically they put North wall, South wall, East wall, West wall, et cetera. And that plan reviewer could double check, you know, if I'm saying it's, a thousand square foot, meaning that wall on the north side is, you know, total, you know, because buildings kind of jut in, jut out, et cetera. But, but anyway, you know, I have dimensions on the drawings that he could double check to make sure that my, you know, my numbers are, are consistent with what, what's shown in the, in the certificate. Um, but, you know, as long as this passed, it's good, you know. Now, recently, the, um, I had this project and, it's in a codes are, you know, provided like kind of updated every three years. So the most recent code that, that's out is a 2018 version. 
So that's what it's the 2018 energy code. And but the problem is, is the res check software has not been updated yet to show like as just a simple there's a, a drop down for for what code you're using. Um, and it's just not it's, it hasn't been updated yet where it's it's in the 2018 version of this. And they can stay, they up, updated a lot. And, you know, you just go on to whatever the website is. And if there's a new version, you hit update and you get it. And, you know, hopefully it's there. But in this case, there's no, I have no option to p go to the pull down and say 2018 energy code, you know, you know, and I can't go onto the certificate. Like after I print the certificate and sign it, I couldn't like, I can't just cross off you know, 2015 and put to 2018 because the, um, cause all, all the calculations that are in that software are related to certain factors that are, that are listed in the code itself. So, um, you know, so that what, what happened in this review was, you know, your res check certificate says 2015 code is actually 2018. Uh, we need a new res check certificate to, to um, reflect that. Well, I'm like, there isn't, I can't like, you know, I go on to like that day I get those comments. I go on to the ResCheck website and to see if there's a new updated version. There isn't. So there's a, there's an optional um, way to calculate energy compliance. Um, well, there's two, two, there's actually two optional ways. One is um, you break it down per the component. So you break it down per wall. So the walls, the energy code will say, if you have this type of wall, it needs to have this type of, you know, this much insulation in it, um, roof, windows, door, doors, all that stuff. Um, you know, so you can break it down by components. Now, but the, the approval for the energy code is the entire building put together. So they allow for certain certain components to be like let's just say less insulation in it you know let's just let's just break it down to you know floors roofs and walls and you know so for example you know in in this one this one particular project uh the roofs were compliant um with the the insulate it was like uh basically it's like uh, just to simplify it, let's just say they want R18, which is an ins it's it's the insulation value, and we have R19 in the walls. Um, basically, the higher the number behind R, the more insulation is in is in the assembly. Uh, but then when we get to the roof, um, trying to remember what it is, but let's just say I think it was R38 is what you need for the roof. Um, now. In this case, like essentially, as it's, as it's just a simple, just to keep it simple again, the higher that number is, the thicker the insulation is. So in this particular project, um, because of the roof framing and everything, um, I could only provide R30 for the insulation. Um, so I kind of fall into this, like... If the ResCheck software was working, then I could um, input that. And actually, the way the the software calculates everything, 
uh, because again, it's looking at everything as a whole, not individual components. I actually, even though the the roof itself wouldn't necessarily pass, um, it, it would pass in, in this case, looking at everything in a whole. And there's actually, there are, to back up back to the um, uh, specific um, assemblies, there are some exceptions to this rule. So if it does say R38, there are certain situations that R30 could be acceptable. And actually, I do think in in my in this particular project's case that R30 as an individual was acceptable. But when you do those exceptions, sometimes you kind of, again, you go, you know, there might be other like, okay, we'll give you this, but then you got to do something extra for us type thing. So so in this in this case, basically, I still had to kind of prove that the calculations for the whole building were correct. So, um, what I had to do in this particular case was provide a um, I, I basically I created an Excel sheet that kind of mimics what the the ResCheck software is, but in the ResCheck software, it doesn't give it doesn't show you the numbers that the code are requiring you to comp uh, comply to. So I, cre I essentially created a couple extra columns and, um, and provided it that way. Um, and it's called, um, well, there's the res check is what they call Like you can provide compliance through a software uh, approach. Um, I forget what the other two are called necessarily, but basically, you know, you do the assembly approach or in this case, it's a, a calculated, <laughs> I'll call it a calculated assembly approach, um, in the situation I was in. So, um, we, uh, you know, so that's kind of where um, the, uh, you know, so that just to give you an example of responding to, to comments, things that are, you know, required, you know, you know, again, sometimes I think it's validating. There we go. That's the word I was looking for this whole time. This is valid. You know, sometimes the comments are to me, I'm just like, they're just validating their hours. Um, but, uh, but in some cases, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, there may be a situation where, you know, hey, oh, I can think of another another project in the past year. It was another residential addition where I just uh, forgot to put the the beam that's the header over a garage door. Um, it just wasn't it was like I modeled it. It was there. I just didn't put the note like the note. We just missed the note to, to say what the size of that beam is, you know, so. You know, there was a comment for that. And then and I was like, oh, crap, you know, and it really like literally took me like two minutes to just put a note on there to say such and such LVL beam or whatever it ended up being, um, you know, but then there's other comments like this one I just put where it was like, it's kind of like I can't actually provide you that <laughs> information, um, you know, but but there are some the options, and, you know, sometimes here in this situation, so at least so far, um, we've submitted uh, that this additional information. I have not got the response back yet from the plan reviewer, um, you know. But that may that may require a, a, a little bit more, um, you know, like a discussion on the phone with with that plan reviewer. So uh, it can go, you know, you know, can can be a little lengthy in terms of time. So you know, more than that, like I said, you know, initially I always tell clients, hey, it's going to take three weeks. But if there are uh, additional information needs, stuff like that, that could be another two weeks. You know, so anytime they're asking for additional information, just add two weeks to it. You know, so I try to give a little bit of um, um, additional time. You know, so 
there's like, you know, people go into projects and they're like, oh, I, well, you know, I'd like to, let's say, I met with somebody in September. They're like, oh, we'd love to have this whole project done by, meaning, permits in hand and, um, you know, everything built, you know, before Christmas. And even on a small one room addition, I'm like, that's not happening. You know, I actually, you know, did not get a project because that's somebody was that that was actually this um, a situation with with a uh, potential client. And they're like, we well, we're, we're just going to try to find somebody who who's going to say yes to that. And I was like not willing to say yes to that at all. You know, so it's, um, you know, so definitely uh, that process can take um, take a, take much longer than than you think. And, um, yeah, so I will, um, let me take another break here and I'm just going to then jump into, uh, the, uh, the insider segment. All right. Now, um, moving on to talking to, to people in the inside. Um, you know, it's, it's funny with, um, you know, this is the beginning of the year. 2021, uh, typically through the, you know, the end of the year, a lot of people like to reflect on, you know, what, uh, you know, what was going on in your business, different things, you know, did you hit your monetary goals? Did you, um, you know, kind of, you know, reflect on, okay, what were we saying in the beginning of the year? What did we want to accomplish this year? Um, you know, and ha how did we do? were we successful or not? Things like that. Um, you know, so there's always a matter of reflection. Um, one thing I, you know, that I personally, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a goal going into, uh, last year. I mean, obviously last year, you know, 2020 was, was an interesting one, but, um, the, uh, at the end of the year, one of the things that I, was looking at, you know, at my, in, in my business was, was really the, the quality of work that I'm doing quality of work, meaning the type of projects I'm working on. Um, I mean, you know, on the other end, you know, the quality of work, like what am I, what am I putting out there? Um, you know, is, is constantly being, but it's really the, you know, what type of projects am I getting? Who are my ideal clients? Um, and one of the things that I started, just to think was, um, you know, in, in my, in my day to day and the type of work that I'm doing, I was like, well, where's my soul in this? Like where, like I look, you know, back to, you know, when, you know, whether it was when I was in college and, you know, I mean, college is always like a weird, weird thing, you know, um, <laughs> to be quite honest, like if I, I probably still have some projects of mine in co like college stuff. I think there's like a little like portfolio thing up in the attic. And if I ever get those drawings out, actually, no, I have, my mom made me a collage and framed it of like drawings I did, which were, I thought was, it was kind of, you know, it was a nice gesture. Um, it was funny though, because some of the drawings she put in there were these like construction project drawings for like it was a team thing and they weren't even drawings that i drew like uh two of us build a model and two two of us on the team built 
did the drawings and I just happened to have the drawings and it were drawings that I didn't even draw. Um, cause I was building the model, but any, anyway, um, the, but, but when it comes to some of those projects, it's like, you know, in a, well, if I'm talking to, to, to other architects and that, you, you know, you know, in architecture school, you know, you get, you get a project for a semester or something like, uh, let me try to think of one. Uh, we had a university building. So we, I think we had to do a fitness center or gym or something for like, you know, and they had it on our campus somewhere, you know, so that's a pride, you know, you're presented with something like that or like, uh, I think we did a lab building my final year. Um, we did a, like a lab building, uh, on like UPenn's campus or something. Um, but, uh, you know, you're presented with that and then you work through it through the, you know, the project, you know, there's a, a scope just like I would have a scope of, of, of the project from like a client in the real world. Um, but the ideas, I mean, I guess you're really, your client in this case is like your studio professors or the people who review your project at the end of the semester. Um, but they're not there like in the real world when, you know, you're, I'm presenting to a client, you know, I'm getting the input from the client, you know, I'm getting input from the, uh, the professor, you know, in class. Um, but there, it's still, it's really like, I'm almost like my own client in a way. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is a really good idea. Um, you know, like I, I, I could think back to just as an example, uh, the lab building, um, I had a, a concept of um, the interweaving of thought. <laughs> um, and I remember back then, it, I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's silly or, or maybe it was a good idea, who knows. But, um, you know, I literally took, I made a weave, like a paper, like paper, um, sheets of paper I put into strips and I made a weave and then I inputted cardboard squares into it to kind of come up with a shape. Um, but then, you know, it came into whatever, but then the way the, the project actually evolved. And at the end was I had a central area to where people could interweave. A th so, you know, it was a public space, almost like an atrium where people could interweave thoughts and ideas or whatever, you know, so I kind of had this own concept of what the building should be, you know, coming from myself. Um, but really when it comes like to get back to the soul, like kind of the soul of the work, um, I think back to then because there was a certain state that I personally was in, you know, like could get excited about, um, be creative about whatever, you know, whatever it would be. And it's really like, that's kind of where I'm, I'm just thinking now. I'm like, well, where's the soul? What, you know, it's kind of like, well, what gets me up? every day to get me in the office, be excited about the projects that I'm working on. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of an, it's a concept, you know, the soul of the work is a concept I kind of want to like investigate more into. Um, you know, I'm kind of like, I have an idea of actually of, of you know, potentially, you know, providing like having like a video about it, not a pot necessarily a podcast like I'm talking about right now, but something a little bit more produced, and you know, that may, may happen. Um, I guess I'm kind of saying it too, to put it out there and okay, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do it. Um, but, um, but yeah, but no, the, you know, the, the other thing that, um, I think about, um, with that, that related, 
um, you know, especially with, with, um, you know, create, you know, creative people. Um, and you know what, everybody's creative in some way, you know, if you're, a, um, an actuary <laughs> actually just comes to mind. There's a guy I know who is, is one. Um, but, uh, but you know, you're creative in that regard, you know, you're creative with numbers, you know, if you're, you know, I was actually on a phone call with a, um, uh, you know, accountant CPA earlier. Um, you know, it's new year. So taxes, you know, tax season has started, you know, so there's, you know, heck my, my CPA shoot, he's, he's definitely creative with that. Like, um, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's, uh, if, you know, I've worked with other ones through the years I've been using him for the last five or six years and I, I couldn't be happier, um, with, uh, you know, cause it's like, with him, you know, his creativity, I don't, I don't know what, what he does, but you know, the bottom line is I went from, um, owing a lot of money at the end of the year in taxes to getting a refund now as a business owner. Um, and heck there was even, uh, when I first started with him, um, related to the, uh, um, you know, doing work in the city of Philadelphia, the way that's taxed is, is a, a little, you know, I actually get taxed for only pro differently, you know, by the city, the city of Philadelphia taxes me for the projects that I have in the city. Um, they don't collect taxes on a project I do in New Jersey, you know, so I actually have to break up my books have how things are tracked, you know, that are in the city versus outside of the city, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania versus the state of New Jersey. Um, you know, so, um, but he actually saw in previous years, another accountant that, had, who had, who I was, who had, you know, done that service for me was actually just taxing hundred percent of my business was all my projects were, were getting collected on that, that city of Philadelphia tax. So he actually amended my, my returns and I went from, and it was, a, it was a considerable amount of money that I thought I owed the city of Philadelphia. And he goes, he's like, you don't know the F city of Philadelphia, anything. He's like, actually. And he, you know, amended those returns and it ended up, he was like, they owe you money. And I was like, really? Okay. And I got, I got a check. <laughs> I got a check from the city of Philadelphia and, you know, and I did not owe, you know, I, I did not owe them any, that balance that was there, that, that was cleared. And then I was given money. So, um, uh, yeah, where was I getting, I'm getting, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking in a, in a, a tangent here. Uh, I, I tend to do that. Um, but, but yeah, the, um, just, well, so yeah, so their creativity, um, he, um, is definitely, you know, he, that that's, he's creative in, in that regard, you know? So, but when it comes to, let's just say, quote unquote, traditional creativity. So somebody who is a painter, or an artist of some sort, um, you know, so I look at, um, okay, so like hip hop, right? An MC, somebody who freestyles, give a, you know, I've been in the past couple months, uh, found this guy, Harry Mack, who he's got a YouTube channel, definitely check it out. You know, before COVID he used, he's out in California. Like he would walk around like Venice beach and just walk up to strangers and be like, Hey, can you give me three words to freestyle about? 
and they would give him three words and then he would actually freestyle about it. And then he, as he's freestyling, he's like talking about, you know, somebody, you know, something, something, somebody's a shirt, somebody's wearing, you know, or, uh, you know, something they, you know, sees in the environment, you know, so, you know, now, you know, he's not out doing that because of COVID, you know, but he's doing it online now. So he has like happy hours with, um, you know, a Twitch stream or whatever, or a YouTube live thing, you know, he goes on some site called uh, Omegle, which it seems like it's for, for the kids, I guess, you know, it's not something I would go on, but it, it's like, you just go on there and it just, I guess you go in and put it in a category. I've never looked at it, but um, the way it looks like on these videos, actually one of my favorite videos to watch is he just gets paired up with somebody and they just show up on a screen with them and he's like, Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, how you doing? You know, or whatever. They have like a little discussion and it's, you know, people all over the world. And he, he's like, Hey, I'm a freestyle rapper. Can I, uh, can you give me three words to freestyle about? And like, it's funny because like some people are like, whatever, you know, they don't know who, who the guy is. So they're just like, this guy probably going to be corny, but he's like, all right. And, you know, give words. And then, but he's, he's really, really, really good. And, um, you know, and then by the end they're like, Oh my God, that's the best. And you know, usually the discussion ends up being like, do you have a YouTube channel? And yeah, yeah, please subscribe and and all that stuff. And then he asks them if they can use the video of, of the clip to put on his own YouTube channel. And I've never seen, any of the videos, obviously everybody's going to say yes because it's on the video, but you know, I don't know, maybe there is somebody there that says no to him, but, but one of the things, one of the, the reason why I bring it up is he had a happy hour video or something where he had somebody who was like, um, you know, uh, deal, uh, was talking about, um, Man, I'm I'm horrible with words today. Um, um, you know, a therapist, um, therapist of some sort, um, a mental therapist. And jeez, oh, what am, what's the word? I'll I'll come whatever. I'll move on. Um, but yeah, but you know, deals with mental therapy and and all that. And but you know, they were talking about the idea of the flow state. You know, so in his case, I mean, in, in it's not something he hasn't started freestyling like, uh, you know, a month ago he's been taught, he's been freestyling, you know, for 20 years close to, you know, I think you know, 18 years, I think is what he is, it tells everybody, but you know, it's close to 20 years. So he's, he's actually, you know, fine tuned this craft where he just does it. Cause people are like, how did you do that? And he's just like, you know, he's like, Oh, well no, I've been doing it for 20 years and you know, it's just, you know, but, but one of the things in this other video they're talking about was like the flow state and that, that that's true. And actually a more recent example is, um, if you've seen that new movie soul, the Pixar movie, and it's, you know, that just came out on Disney plus over the, the, the holiday break here. Um, they actually kind of, there's like a scene where they kind of talk about that because if you haven't seen the movie, um, you know, it's, uh, I guess spoiler alert, but, um, you know, it's centered around a guy who's like a jazz pianist, right? He gets the gig of his life, right? He's so excited. He's walking down the street. I think it's even in the trailer. So I guess this isn't a spoiler, but falls down and into, into a manhole um, and essentially dies. Uh, and soul kind of is like the, you know, the afterlife 
Um, and I won't get too much into that, but basically, you know, obviously he meets different characters in that. And, um, they're in this one section, uh, and it's like, they're seeing, they see all these people like being, you know, doing something. He's like, what are all these people here? You know, like, it's kind of like they're in a vehicle and they're driving by this area or something. And he's like, oh, these people, I, I don't know if they use the term flow state, but they're, you know, but basically they're saying something like that. Oh, the, all these people are in their flow state. So they're kind of like the, the, their optimum selves. This is a version of their optimum self. So um, that's, I guess, where I'm getting at when I'm saying like, where's the soul in, well, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I come back to it. It's the soul of the movie. Um, I didn't even think of that, but, um, uh, but yeah, the, you know, the soul behind my work is, um, is really like, you know, where, you know, what can I do to get the projects that I want that, you know, that I can be in that, um, have the opportunity, let's just say, have the opportunity to be, um, uh, in that kind of window or feeling. And I definitely, there's, a, there's, in when I say soul too, there's a, for me, there is a point in time where like you, you just, you just feel it. Like you feel it. Like you, you just know you're in it. Um, and maybe not necessarily in that, um, particular moment, but definitely when you like kind of get out of that, um, phase or, or feeling or whatever, and you look back and you're like, Oh wait, I was really, I was in that flow state. I was, you know, that, that, that my soul was definitely behind that, you know, and it could be, um, it, you know, and it not necessarily creative, like, you know, not in terms of like, like thinking of like, okay, I'm creating a building. This is a really cool thing. You know, at the end, I'm like, holy shit, I, I did that, you know, type thing. Um, but you know, I, I can think one, one example I can think of, and I used to do this a lot when I used to work for a firm. And I think I'll, I'm going to leave it at this is, um, I used to work, you know, work for this like bigger firm in Philadelphia and, I would work on, and we were working on big projects and, you know, I've covered some of that in previous episodes, but, um, you know, hotels, casinos, things like that. I remember working on this one casino project once and there was a meeting coming up that was like, you know, and these deadlines were always crazy. You know, like we, we get information and we'd have to have something done like the next, you know, two days from now, we got to have all this stuff done. And I'm like, how are we going to do all this? And, excuse me, but on these projects, like these bigger projects, like we would have kind of these sub teams. And I found myself in these situations a lot where I would be like, this one team would have like five people working on it. And they were like, okay, Rich, you're going to be the team. Like, so one of the things I did was like, you're going to do, you're going to handle the roofing for the building. And I'm like, okay, that's 2 million square feet. This was a big building. I'm like, who's on my team with me? You know, because I was like the project arc. I was gonna be the leader of this team. They're like, "Oh, we're not giving you anyone." And I remember back in the time, back at back at that time, I would just be like, "Why can't I get any help?" You know. And what I realized, and I've never had a conversation with my bosses <laughs> about this, so maybe this is completely BS. And you know, that's not what they were thinking. But looking back at that inform at that situation um where i'm like why can't i get help and they won't give me help they won't you know it was like you know i probably at the time of like 
you know, well, I got laid off and I know that one of, one of my, one of the principals that wasn't a big fan of me. Um, and I think mainly why is because I had actually left that firm, went to a different firm. I was looking, looking for more money type move, but then, you know, situations change. And then a year or so back later, I actually came back to the firm. I think it was actually a year later I came back. Um, you know, and when I came back, I remember that, that particular principle, the day I came back, he was just like, he's like, Oh, you know, Rich, welcome back. But I just want to let you know, I don't want you here. That's, he actually said that to me. So I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and he said it to me in front of like the entire, like it was the open floor of the office. You know, it wasn't like in a conference room, <laughs> just us two type thing. Um, but, uh, so, you know, so I used to think I was like, Oh, well, you know, punishment or whatever they're just they don't like me and they they don't they're not gonna give me help um but i i kept on being put in these situations with these impossible deadlines and the thing was was i started just being able to be like actually accomplishing them like so i got put in it was like i kind of put in a corner i fought my way out of the corner and then i would actually get the stuff get it get get the job done right you know um one of the one particular um, scenario <laughs> is I remember I had, it was something that was like the, the afternoon, you know, there was a, a meeting of people, people were going down to, um, uh, we were, you know, we were in Philadelphia. This was a casino in Atlantic city. So there was a number of people from the office who were going down for a number of different, there was meetings all the time down in the, the clients, the client had like this office set up. This is prior before the building was built. Um, you know, they had rented out, uh, they had their own office space. They rented out down there, you know, and there was multiple, you know, meetings um, that were going, going on. And one of the meetings was they were going to be discussing with the owner and the, the, the construction manager and, you know, different consultants, uh, the different roofing types for the, uh, for the building. And uh, they didn't want me to go, but they needed drawings. They were like, Hey, can you provide a drawing that, and you know, various levels to the building and everything. So it wasn't just one drawing, but identifying, uh, you know, the different roofing types. Here's a, here's a part where it's just this regular flat roof. Here's this different area that we had like landscape decks and pools. And, you know, all, again, it was like a hotel casino. So there's all these different types. So identify what they are. So I was like, okay, sure. Had different couple things going on. Um, realized I was like, well, I can't do it. I couldn't do it that day but they needed it by like nine o'clock in the morning. So I decided I'm going to go home, you know, spend some time with the family, uh, go to sleep a little early, wake up. Like literally I was like, I'll come back to the office at four o'clock in the morning and get this done. So that's what I did. And, um, I get into the office, um, do the work. I'm doing the work on the computer for the drawings. Um, get it done in a like really good time. Um, go to print it out. And uh, it was everything needed to be in, uh, because there was multiple types of roofs and stuff. Everything was done in color. So we had a color printer at the office and I go to print. It doesn't work. Printer's not up. doesn't work for some reason. And I don't have any IT people. I mean, this is probably at this point, maybe four or five o'clock in the morning, I guess, five o'clock in the morning, you know, so nobody's there. So, and I had no way to do it. So I'm sitting here like, you know, time keeps on ticking, you know, maybe it's six o'clock in the morning, you know, two more hours, 
people are going to show up. They're going to stop in real quick, grab their stuff. They're going to need these drawings and then drive, you know, an hour down to Linux city for their meeting at nine o'clock. So I had to make a decision. So I get, um, make the decision. I'm like, all right, well, let's get the markers out. So I printed them out black and white, got the markers out, did everything. Just kind of got in this zone. You know, I was in a zone already for doing the drawings in the computer. But then I had to get in a different zone because it was, it was a super focused zone where I was like, I got two hours to do this. I guess in a regular day, probably like if I had an entire day to do it, it probably would take me, I probably would take the entire day to do it to make sure it looked like nice, you know, because I'm doing stuff by hand all of a sudden on a computer drawing. Um, you know, but I had two hours. So I just kind of got in the zone and, you know, two hours later, people are showing up. I'm just finishing up, right? Putting the final touches on it, give it to them. Um, had to explain because I, I know that the project manager that I was working under was like super upset. He's like, this is going to look like, not look professional. I was like, look, you needed this. You needed this. Here's what I produced. Um, you know, so you had something to give because if the other way I didn't, there was, you know, there's nobody here yet. You know, even at eight o'clock in the morning, the IT guy's not here yet. He comes in at nine, you know, so I had no way to print this out, you know, so this is what I did to provide to you. So he takes it and he was, you know, said whatever he said to me. Um, and then he comes back, you know, later on that afternoon, I ask him, Hey, everything. He's like, actually it went well. It went well. Everybody understood. It, it was actually very clean, clean, you know? So, um, but yeah, that was like, you know, I had to be creative in that way. And it definitely was, that was, you know, I remember that situation, you know, that was 14 years ago at this point. And I still remember, you know, I just told you the story, you know? So that's like where, um, I kind of like am at right now with, with, with the, you know, the work that I do. Um, you know, Maybe I'll, you know, touch on this more, um, kind of realizing, you know, 25 minutes in now. So can kind of, kind of leave it at that is, uh, is really like, yeah, look, look for, um, look for your soul when it comes to your work is, um, that. So leave it that, um, yeah, you know, if you've, you've come, come through and listen to all this, Hey, let me know, um, if, uh, you know, the, actually, yeah, let me know if there's any, any topics, whether it's the you know, outsider or insider, um, to cover, uh, I'd be happy to, um, cover that in a, in a future episode. And, um, you know, again, I'm hoping, hoping, um, can provide a little bit more clarity, you know, a little bit more value, I guess, really, um, in what I'm doing here. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it and yeah, leave it that no more talking, move on to, uh, move on to other things here. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, check you out, um, next week with the next one. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you then. See ya.